Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you on a May 24th. And today, let's dive into the latest, the James Harden rumors. Of course, follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast, WIP Daily. And thank you for watching our YouTube channel and uh, when we do these video podcasts. Tucker, of course, Tucker Bagley with me to give his take on what's going on here. And I, I think it's interesting because we're about to start five or six weeks of nonstop NBA rumors, right? We have the finals about to begin. Now, you know, the Eastern Conference finals not quite over yet. And there is a potential for some, some drama there as this goes on from 3-0 to, to 3-1. But... You know, the Nuggets are there, and likely the Heat, maybe something crazy happens, but whatever. The finals are about to start, and the NBA is going to have this probably downtime of a few days where stuff's going to start coming out, and then the backdrop of the finals, then after the finals, and it's going to be nonstop rumors. And the Sixers are going to be one of the teams, as always, that are talked about you know, on a national scale, and there's going to be a lot of stuff out there because this is a major offseason. Now, you know, Tucker and I talked about it when the series ended against Boston. We both want to blow this thing up and blow the smithereens and move on and, and, and kind of start from scratch. Now, it's very unlikely the Sixers do that. You know, what I want, what you might want, not probably what the Sixers want. And I think we all recognize what we want as fans and that the team's not going to do. So there's also a realistic kind of angle to all this. And realistically, if the Sixers do not blow this up, I don't believe the pause year, the gap year, Spike Eskin was on WIP Morning Show recently and kind of threw that idea out there Maybe letting James Harden walk, resetting, letting the Tobias Harris contract just expire and just have next year just be like a reset year. They'll be a little bit worse, maybe a lot worse, but then maybe better moving forward. I don't I don't think that they're going to try that either. I mean, my guess is the Sixers are going to do what they've done the past three, four or five years, which is try to win a championship. Now they've done things wrong. They failed, but they are trying to do that. So it all circles back to James Harden. And there's so much noise out there with James Harden that it, it's tough to sift. Like, is this all BS? Is this real? The James Harden Houston Rockets thing. It's been out there since Christmas. I mean, really, Christmas Day when they played the Knicks, and and I forget which which outfit he had on, but I could like I could picture it. I can't describe it, but like you have a, those James Harden outfits he wears to games. You can picture them in your head. He had one of those outfits on when he got to Madison Square Garden. They played the Knicks on Christmas, and we watched them play. And the whole story that day was, well, the Rockets. Watch out for the Rockets, and it's just grown and grown and grown. Now, what? is different about this rumor compared to other leverage plays around the NBA and why I do think the Rockets thing is real if the Sixers don't give Harden what he wants. It's real because the other players are talking about it. It's one thing for Keith Pompey, any local national reporter, to be like, yeah, I've heard you know this or this or this or your Harden Rockets. Like we, we hear that stuff all the time in sports. It's just a leverage play. Agents play reporters, and it's just a game of information trading. It doesn't really have to mean anything. But this one feels different to me because players are talking about it, which means it's the buzz around the league. And sometimes when that happens, there's a reason it's the buzz around the league. I mean, you go back to LeBron and the decision and Wade and Bosch, like that was kind of, and now we didn't know Miami, but that was a buzz around the league for a year or two years that he maybe was going to team up with other stars. Like maybe he's going to leave Cleveland and do this. And it happened. And it just, it, it, it kind of, builds and builds and builds when it's it's the talk of the league players talk and now because players a lot of them have their own podcasts and do what i'm doing right now they have a platform to not just whisper to each other or, or kind of it, it be hinted like just say it and in the last couple of days forget just national reporting and reporters like you know woge and 
Brian Windhorst and whatever, or local people like Keith Pompey, like Paul George on his podcast has Jalen Green on, the young star of the Rockets, talking about how James Harden coming back would affect his, his game in a positive and a negative way. That's just out there. And then the and and by the way, James Harden still hasn't opted out. Like that, you know, he's going to. I'm sure he's going to, but like that transactional thing hasn't happened. He's a sixer today. He was a sixer last week. Like until he opts out, he's a sixer. But the other one was was Patrick Beverly talking about, you know, will, will he go back to, to Houston and play with with James Harden? Like it's it's almost the talk of the league. So let's just let's start with this and then kind of move forward with what the Sixers should do and, and do we trust Aaron Mori to do the right thing. I believe the Harden Rockets thing is real. There's something to that. They have cap room. They, you know, if they are looking at this offseason as the one to take a leap back into contention, you could see why, you know, a lot of reasons he checks boxes for them to kind of lead a young team now. Maybe you say he's not the best role model, but just in general, star player, all-star caliber player still to to be the kind of veteran to lead the young team. Like it you could connect those dots before we even dive into the connection of him to that city. I mean, that that's the city where everyone says, you know, he's the king of Houston and he liked it there and all that kind of stuff. So if the owner likes him and the new coach wants him, and apparently in these Rockets coaching interviews, they were talking about the idea of, of Harden coming back. Like it's the worst kept secret in the NBA that Harden and the Rockets have a mutual affinity for each other again. Now that doesn't mean he's going to go. And, and, and why I think this all comes back to Daryl Morey is, I think if push came to shove, the Sixers are better. I do think uh, at least a piece of Harden has to want to win like soon. Like yeah, he has to want that. Now, whether he cares that much about it, I don't know. But if he wants to win at all, the Sixers are further along in their process. So I would think this would check that box. And there's the Maury thing. Like James Harden and Daryl Maury, I've said this for years. I'll never forget the hug when Harden got off the plane when he got traded here. They were like family. It's like brotherhood or, or cousins or something. It's strong. So I do think if Harden is offered more here, he's staying here. I mean, that, that's it. He'll stay here and play here where a team he's comfortable with. He gets a hand of picking a new coach. He got the last coach fired. And, and more he lets him do whatever the hell he wants to do. So I think that the Rockets thing is real, but the Sixers thing could trumpet if, if the money is there. And that's where it all comes back to Darrell Morey. And Tucker, I just don't trust Daryl Morey on this. I think sometimes in sports, in life, people have blind spots, right? They have they have these things where like they can't get over something they feel, right? They can't be objective. And a GM should be objective. Daryl Morey, I don't think, could be objective on James Harden. And I just feel like we're heading down a path where the Rockets thing is real. He actually would go there. They want him. All these rumors are not out there for no reason. But Daryl Morey could stop it if he offers $200 million. And my fear is he's going to let objectivity of the player go out the window and say, I can't I can't live without James Harden. Yeah, and you're right. It is worrisome because Daryl Morey is the guy who really has built his entire career around James Harden, right? When you talk about Daryl Morey dating back to his time in Houston, that's the one big move he's made. You know, we, we had Howard on with Jack the other day, and he said he – He's known for one trade and and honestly two because he acquired James Harden uh, again from Brooklyn. His entire, you know, 12 year, 15 year careers in NBA GM has been built around James Harden and trying to win with James Harden. And you're right. I mean, you look at this team and listen, are, are the Sixers better without James Harden than they are with him in, in 2023? Probably not, right? Like they 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 probably slip in the regular season and who knows what what happens in the postseason without Harden there. But 
Yeah, I, I think if you're building this team for the long term and you're truly committed to, to building around Joel Embiid, not James Harden, but Joel Embiid, I don't know if giving James Harden $200 million is, is necessarily the answer. You know, the one thing I thought we would get when Daryl Morey was, was hired here is we would get a GM who was creative. We would get a guy who, who th- would think outside the box. And when you have a unique talent such as Joel Embiid, sometimes you need that, right? You need a, a guy who, who thinks differently. And we haven't really seen that. And it's really been disappointing to me when I look back and, Look at some of the moves he made with the Rockets. I, I think that that team that he built around, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and they didn't even have a center on the team, right? They they were rolling out there with with those two guys and, and three forwards, so they could free up the the middle of the court and the paint, so they could you know drive and and you know get fouls and and dish out to three point shooters. That guy hasn't been the Sixers GM, and maybe it's because he showed up and the team was already somewhat half baked, and he didn't have the flexibility. To, to be as creative as he wanted, but this is your time now. And the one thing that intrigued me in his press conference last week was he said, scenario A is James Harden coming back and scenario B is go out and get creative. I want to see Daryl Morey get creative. Like, like I want to see you go out and, and try to build something maybe unorthodox, something unique around Joel Embiid. Like I, I go and I, I look at Milwaukee and how they built around Giannis. I mean, that's a team that's weird. That's a team that's unique. That's a team that I don't think necessarily would fit around any other superstar, but it doesn't matter because Giannis is such a unique talent and and we can sit here and we can maybe argue about the merits of building around Joel Embiid after his postseason performance. But I don't know if I were Daryl Morey, I would be much more intrigued with the idea of building around Joel Embiid without James Harden here and being able to be creative with those other four spots on the court. Well, I would too. And now the question becomes, what is Harden worth? Right? Like, what's the walkaway point for Daryl Morey and the Sixers? I mean, that 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 really becomes the question. Like he he said it. Tucker just reiterated. Plan A for Daryl Morey is obviously to bring James Harden back. I mean, that's it's his guy, and, and that's for next season. If we're just talking about the 2023-2024 season, that's his best option. Is is Harden playing point guard for the Sixers? But there has to be a walkaway point, and like that's where. That's where great GMs separate from good GMs or, or, or okay GMs, you know, or team presidents, whatever, you know, like whatever we're going to call Daryl Morey. Um, like what's the walkaway point for the Sixers? There's reports out there, and I, I, I love the wording of this over the weekend. There's an appetite in the NBA to give James Harden $200 million. I mean, I, I, I question the, the sanity. You want to use the word appetite, okay. But I question the sanity of anyone that associated with basketball that would watch James Harden play in the postseason – the ups and the downs, the, and the downs and the ups. Like he had some good games. I'm not going to pretend he didn't. He won two games for them. He had 40 point games. He was remarkable in a couple of games, but he had, down, he had downs. And I think James Harden at this point of his career, if the shot isn't falling, he's got no, he's got nothing else. I mean, he can't blow by people. He has to hope for a foul. If the fouls are being called, he'll, he'll be efficient and scores 22, 24 points and dish out his assists. If the fouls are not being called, he's useless. I mean, he, he's a useless player if the fouls are not called on offense. He just doesn't, he can't score. You know, the, the nights are like game seven where his shot is not hitting early and the fouls aren't being called. He just brings nothing. So I question anyone's sanity that would give him $200 million. And Daryl Morey is supposed to be someone that's more than just sane. He's supposed to be a basketball genius. Like, does he have a walkaway point? For me, the walkaway point is two years. I, I, you know, I want to blow this up. But if, if the objective is, hey, Joe, you have to try to win right now. You're keeping Joel Embiid. We're trying to win a championship right now. Well, okay, 
well then let me try to get Harden back here and and just it's the best option I have. Like it's not a great option, but it's the best option I have. But I'm walking two years to my walk away point. I understand market value is market value. So last year he took about 35 a year. That was a little bit of a discount. They got house, they got Tucker, it worked out. I doubt he's gonna be willing to do that again. And the market's probably gonna say to him, 40, you know, ish million a year is is what someone's gonna offer you. Likely the Rockets, right? And I don't know if the Rockets are willing to go to 50 a year. Maybe they are. But 40-ish, let's just say in the 40s, is, is a reasonable amount considering his track record, what he did last year, full scope of the season, and, and the player that people expect him to be. It's almost like watching Chris Paul three or four years ago where he got paid a lot. Late, you know, mid-30s, you kind of project what he's going to be the rest of the way, health permitting, and he got that kind of contract. So if, if that's the deal, two years, you know, 40 or 50, whatever, whatever the number has to be per year, it's, it's two, I'm more worried about the years, I, the money per year. That's, you can't do much about that. Certain players are just going to get a certain requisite amount per year, but okay. So two years is my walk away point. If it gets to three, James, I, I love you, man. Enjoy Houston again. Like I'm just letting them go. And I'm trying to find a different way, a more creative way. Two years is it. I mean, I'd, I'd rather it for one and obviously it'd be, Amazing for the six if we just opted into the contract for a year because it actually gives them a, a million different ways of flexibility. Keep them for a year, let them walk off the books, or you could you could trade that one year contract. I mean, you could really kind of do whatever you want, but he's not going to do that. He's going to opt out. He's going to want security, more money, all that. What two years? Two years is my walk away point. If he gets anything over two years at the numbers we're anticipating, I, I think it'd be a big mistake for the Sixers. And Daryl Morey has to prove to us that he has a spine in this. Because, you know, you go back to the Ben Simmons trade, you know, obviously the first trade he made for, for Harden that Howard mentioned on with Jack a couple nights ago, you know, was a remarkable trade. And it was it was one that set up the Rockets for a decade, you know, about a decade of success. But the second trade for Harden, while obviously a solid one because he dumped Ben Simmons for a guy that could still play and help the Sixers win games, they did give up more in that trade. Like it wasn't just Ben Simmons. Like they gave up first round picks, which they could have used the last couple of years. So he has traded value for this guy twice. And now here we go again, where value, salary cap space, the future, it's on the line. I wish I trusted Daryl Morey in this. I don't. I, I come back to Daryl Morey is just tied at the hip to James Harden. And I think the Rockets thing is real. I don't think it is just leverage. And my, my fear in all this is he's going to blink. The Rockets are going to say, we really want him back. You know, we miss him. He's kind of the, the sun, the moon, and the stars around our young guys and what we're going to do this offseason. James, 4-200. And I'm afraid Daryl's going to go against what he's got to know deep down is not the right thing. And he's going to say, 4-210. Come on back, James. And they're going to press conference and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just going to say, what did they do? So we shall see. But the Harden stuff is, is I think it's the pivot point of this offseason. I think everything flows off of what they decide on Harden. If he's back versus if he's not, it changes the course of the Sixers. And maybe – the course of Joel Embiid's future, depending on if he's happy or if he's not in a year here in Philadelphia. Appreciate everyone listening to WIP Daily. Back tomorrow, another episode. Of course, follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow and listen on the 94 WIP YouTube page. Thank you so much for listening.